the Giraffe Social Media Podcast. It's what social media managers are talking about. I'm Ellie and today I'm joined by Chloe and Katie. Coming up on this week's episode, we will be discussing the rise of Foodstagram. Plus, we'll discuss our top tips and advice on how restaurants and food-related businesses can improve their social media content. Each year, millions of food images and videos are posted across social media platforms. We are known to eat with our eyes. Therefore, it's no surprise that with platforms such as Instagram, TikTok, and even Facebook providing access to highly visual content, it's inevitable that the Instagram food, also known as Foodstagram, has grown massively in recent years. Did you know that foodies are on Instagram an average of 18 times a day? And the hashtag, hashtag food, is used on 250 million posts every single month. And according to a study in 2021, 69% of millennials take a photo or a video of their food before eating it. And I don't know about you guys, but I am very guilty of doing that. Guilty. (laughs) (laughs) And due to the Instagrammable nature of the food industry, social media has become a vital marketing tool. Therefore, in order to compete in this oversaturated market, restaurants and food bloggers need to think outside of the box in order to create Instagrammable menus. So I'm going to throw it over to you guys and ask, firstly, why do you think that we've seen a rise in Foodstagram or kind of foodie social media accounts? Katie, do you want to kick us off? I can do. Um, I think, you know, We've said a lot that, like, because social media is so visual, visual content is going to appeal on that because that's just natural. And, you know, you think back to, like, the origins of Instagram was just, like, pictures of people's food with the, like, what was it, like, Valencia filter over the top. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like, that was its humble beginnings. And I think Instagram needs to remember that. But that's, you know, its own other topic. Um, (laughs) But no, I'd does not surprise me that food talk and like foodstagram is such a big thing because like I don't know about you guys I get sucked in so easily by like recipe videos even though like Mm -hmm. I'm vegetarian I don't eat meat anymore however I will watch someone cook an entire chicken in an air fryer just because I'm fascinated (laughs) you know but like I mean I was just gonna say going off the back of that I think especially like as a result of the pandemic and stuff I think the rise in sort of like the home-based recipe content really did Mm -hmm. rise um, over the past few years in comparison to kind of like restaurants and cafes sort of like Instagram posts um so I mean I'm definitely sucked into a good recipe video and then I try to use it and I always fail (laughs) (laughs) kind of going off of that quickly as well Ellie it's like you know, with so many dietary requirements and different people with dietary needs, like, I think it's a lot easier to find those visual recipes now than it was, like, a good few years ago. Like, a few years ago, you probably would have had to gone out to a shop and buy, like, a vegan cookbook or, like, a slow cooker cookbook, whereas, you know, there's pages on Instagram that are just dedicated to, like, that particular niche and that particular diet, you know? Uh, I first want to say I love that we are doing this topic this week because it's also National Baking Week. Um, and so all week, uh, the giraffe team are actually sharing baking recipes on our Instagram stories. So go and check those out, first of all, if you're listening. Just a shameless plug there. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you guys are so right. I think it kind of ties into what we were talking about last week around the TikTok as um, sort of the new search engine. And I don't know about you guys, but every week when it comes to having to go down to Tesco and buy uh, our dinner recipes for the week, my boyfriend and I almost never kind of Google search recipes. It's always on Pinterest. It's always on Instagram. It's always on TikTok because um, I think we all eat with our eyes. And so, you know, there are a lot of blog posts and, and recipe like websites out there that show photos, but I kind of want to see the process. Like mm-hmm. how much elbow grease am I going to have to put into <laughs> blending up this thing? Or like how many vegetables do I have to chop? Because that is a big deal breaker for me. If there's a lot of prep involved, I'm just not really that interested. So I think there's something to be said around creating content that shows that step-by-step process in a way that sort of engages you, engages users more than reading through a recipe would be. Because another side note is that recipe blogs, like, I don't know, they tell you their whole life story mm-hmm. before they get into the actual recipe. Like they even have buttons that say jump to recipe <laughs> because that's how much like text comes before the actual ingredient list and it drives me crazy so if I can avoid that I will and that's what I've been doing (laughs) I mean just going on the back of that I think so many like accounts have kind of switched over to that sort of like easy recipes cost cost efficient or cost effective recipes as well um kind of like changing with the times it's not so much this is my food and it's just like an image, you know, you, you get the behind the scenes, like you're saying, Chloe, and you get the kind of like step by step. So you know exactly what you're getting. It's not just the, the kind of end product. So it's great to see the kind of the change in the kind of foodie content that we've seen over the years. I think also, um, over the years and more recently, maybe within the past like three years, I think the foodie influencer has really kind of come into play. Um, and it's not, necessarily like word of mouth recommendations anymore it's you know they do play the role of the influencer um and you see them on tiktok you see them on facebook even um and especially on instagram as well so do you guys have any foodie accounts whether that's a restaurant or whether that's an individual food blogger that you follow and that you enjoy their content um, yes, I definitely do. I love following foodie accounts. I think I like started following most of these um, accounts during the pandemic where I was just deprived of any other sort of form of enjoyment. Um, so my recommendation for an account to follow is a girl called Nourishing Amy. And her, her Instagram handle is nourishing.amy. And she's a UK plant-based recipe developer. Um, she's also like sort of a professional food photographer and stylist, which doesn't hurt when it comes to looking at her beautiful, beautiful feed. Um, and yeah, she basically just shares like really nice plant-based recipes. It's not just like one thing or the other. She does um, sort of like baking and baked goods. She also does a few like salad and more like dinner recipes. She does breakfast. But um, the, the food that she makes is so vibrant and so beautiful. And um, the way she photographs it is just like I'm scrolling through her feed now <laughs> as I'm talking and it's just... <laughs> It's releasing my happy hormones <laughs> and I'm definitely going to be eating lunch after this because I'm hungry. Um, but yeah, definitely check her out. She's 
she's mostly sort of vegan desserts um but she does a few other bits and pieces in there and she has a website so you don't have to like read these recipes in Instagram captions because Lord knows the formatting of Instagram captions <laughs> was not created for people to write recipes. Um, so definitely like visit her link in bio as well because I'm just obsessed with her. That sounds amazing. I, I think aesthetic feeds are so important because, you know, I know chefs and stuff like that, they'll say, oh, you know, taste is important. But I think to draw people's attention in initially, you need to have that kind of aesthetic feed, which obviously like when you were even speaking about it, Chloe, just scrolling through, you've got like the biggest smile on your face, just kind of seeing, <laughs> seeing the nice visual content. So yeah, no, I'm definitely going to have to check her out for sure. Do. What about you, Katie? So in typical fashion, uh, Chloe's gone for something really healthy and I've gone for something really unhealthy. Um, <laughs> my personal favourite account, and this, I, you may have heard of it before, uh, James Patisserie on Instagram. Exactly. She's a baker. I proudly own two of her cookbooks. Um, because I don't know. I think there's a lot of like huge recipes on Instagram and like you can look at them and they're really like, um, like extravagant and you'll save them and then never make them because they're just completely unattainable. <laughs> and who in this country owns buttermilk? Like, where do you get that from? Um, whereas like, I think the thing that James managed to like really hone in on as well as her feed being absolutely gorgeous is um it's very much like home cooking but like nice home baking you know like mm -hmm, I don't know yes. if you see at the moment she's doing like her Halloween bakes and like yeah I was just gonna say I'm on her profile and this is so <laughs> like <laughs> it's not normally like this but her Halloween bakes are like I don't know I'm looking at like she's done some gingerbread mummies and she's done like the full step by step but then also like you have access to her on her website and yeah, I don't know. I think she's just like a really good place to go to for recipes. And she's managed to carve out like that really nice niche of like Instagrammable content that is attainable. I will say there is something to be said, and maybe we can we can touch on this a bit more in our tip segment, but in food bloggers in particular, and even, you know, restaurants can do this as well, but creating seasonal mm -hmm. recipes because I myself, like, I'm not um, very into Halloween. I'm not even that into baking. But every year, like, I will search, like, you know, we do the bake-off at the office. So um, whoever's up for our Halloween bake, you would be smart to do something halloween theme. And so, you know, these creators that are putting out these really, like, easy recipes, but you just, like, I'm looking at one now. She's made cupcakes, but she's just put orange icing on top to make it look like exactly. a pumpkin. <laughs> so smart and that would get so many like it would generate so many views so many clicks because people this time of year are looking to do cutesy things like this and like activities for their children or for themselves or with friends um so i just wanted to, to put that in there that that's something that um jane has done really well that maybe amy <laughs> hasn't so amy <laughs> if you're listening i love your account but also you should start putting out some content <laughs> jumping off the back of what you've just said. I mean, this account isn't who I was going to originally say. Um, and I don't know whether you've ever come across her. She is UK based. Her name's Kate Ovens. I don't know whether you've ever come across her, but um, I don't know whether you've ever seen the TV show like Man Versus Food. Mm -hmm. That was on years ago. She is basically the female version. And she basically is like, like, oh my God. 
So she does all the oh Yeah, I was like yeah. doing a live search. She does Such so much like food challenges. Um and yeah, and she gets such huge engagement on them. Um, she has a lot of reels. Um, she's also on TikTok. Um, but yeah, she's she's huge within that kind of like food industry, and she's been doing it for years. Um, so she's definitely somebody to kind of follow and keep in mind if you're wanting to kind of move into that kind of foodie content. Um, and it's not kind of your typical, really aesthetic visual images. It's kind of that fun aspect behind mm-hmm. behind the food, which I think is really entertaining and it's exciting and I've followed her for ages, so. (laughs) Now it's time for our tips and tricks segment where we share what we've learned in the world of social media and how you can apply it to your social strategy. So now we've discussed the rise of Foodstagram and our favourite foodie social media accounts. It's time for us to provide you with some of our top tips and advice for how restaurants and food-related accounts can improve their social media content. So with 51% of consumers learning about new restaurants or cafes through social media, it's incredibly important to get your social media content strategy right. So Chloe, I'm going to start with you. What is your top tip? Sure. I actually have two. Very cheeky <laughs> of me. But one one is for like creators and influencers and then the other is maybe for brands. So I just wanted to make sure we covered all bases. Um the first tip I think is very topical at the moment um, with kind of the, the rise of the cost of living and people kind of wanting to, to cut back and the general sense, and we talked about this a few weeks ago in an episode, that people don't really want to be influenced anymore. They don't want to see influencers, you know, spending extravagant amounts of money. And so this can also, I think, apply to the food and recipe industry. You know, not everyone has the money, the time, the resources to, to create these really crazy recipes. And so my tip for creators would be to think of ways that you can kind of factor this into your, into your content creation. One idea I had is, um, we used to, I think there is a recipe book about this and we used to do this in school, like in home ec and it's like three ingredient recipes. Um, and that's where you go, like, all you need is like an egg, some flour (laughs) and some milk. (laughs) That probably doesn't make anything. I'm not a baker, but, and, and kind of creating these things where people don't have to spend a lot of money. They're really quick and easy. They feed a lot of people. It's great if you have children as well, or even if you kind of take the route of, um, you know, when you buy spices for one recipe and then you never use them again. So thinking along those lines, like ingredients that you'll use over and over. And I think that's just like a really thoughtful way to to consider your audience and to kind of read the room a little bit. Mm -hmm. So that's tip number one. The second tip, I don't know if I've shared on the podcast before, but I've kind of been dying to share this really cool um, social media strategy slash content idea that I saw um, a florist on TikTok do this. And it just like really blew my mind. But basically, you know how people create like hidden gems in London videos on mm-hmm. TikTok? Um, this woman created this video and she was like, um, you have to find this perfect photo location in London. You get off the train here, you walk down this alley and she did the whole like she took you in the directions. And um, it was this beautiful courtyard in London and just like really picturesque. And she said, you should take your Instagram photos here. But also... This is where my florist is located. And so she kind of turned 
really, really smart, like offered something really valuable, offered this tip, but then at the end said, um, like, this is, this is my florist. And I saw actually, as I said, um, as I was saying it, it reminded me this food blogger did the same thing on TikTok where she started with a tip and she was talking about creating rice paper rolls, which I've been loving at the moment. Um, and she said, there's this really big mistake that everyone makes with their rice paper rolls and that's that they dunk them in the water for too long and then they become yep. too sticky. And that's how she started it. And she was like, so you only need to do it for five seconds. But then after she had offered that tip, which I found really useful because that was a mistake I had been making, um, she then went into her her rice paper roll recipe and she was like, this is how you should dunk it. And then also these are the fillings that I use and like you should use my sauce to put in there. And I just think it's such a ingenious like marketing hack to first kind of provide this valuable information and then sell your product right because no one wants to be sold to at the moment we're just kind of past that so you provide the value and then at the end you can kind of do the promotional bit so I think this could apply to restaurants if they want to do that with um you know a a instagrammable spot if their restaurant is really lovely or yeah creators as I said with the recipe um hack as well I don't know if I explained that very well but I just think it's so smart I love the idea. I can't, I haven't actually seen any like sort of TikTok content that's given me that. So I think that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously something that people haven't really tapped into that much. Um, so yeah, that's a fantastic tip. Thank you. Katie, what about you? Yeah, no, kind of going off the back of that, like, you know, like Chloe said, like making sure you have like a hook that you can then segue into like maybe the thing you're selling or it may be just keeping people around to like view your recipe. For Chloe, it's rice paper. For me, it's mushrooms. I'm doing so much with my mushrooms now. Um, yeah, I know. Ooh. Apparently you boil them first and they're <laughs> even better. So, you know, life changing. Okay. Um, so yeah, just making sure that you have that like valuable content and that like hook straight away. And you know, that will possibly also generate into saves, which will push your content out even more. Um, but also another thing that you can do, and it's something that's currently like a feature that's in development as well. So we all know on Instagram, there's a map feature, right? You can like mm-hmm. tag your places and stuff. And I I don't know about you guys, if I'm going to a restaurant for the first time, the best way that I find out about what the food's actually like there is I go onto their like map section on Instagram. I can work out the general vibe of it, what to wear, what the food like portion sizes are like. <laughs> this isn't me overthinking it. I've never been like today in my life, but it's just one of those like really good ways to, it's kind of user generated content. You can then reshare that onto your platform if you so wish, but also, you know, it makes sure that people have the right expectations for like your restaurant, your cafe, your bar, all of those things. Um, but something they are real, um, reeling out, rolling out on Instagram, um, that they're still kind of testing is an update to their like places and maps feature where you're actually going to have like mm-hmm. a fully explorable map. I can't seem to find it on my one. My app could be out of date. I don't know about you guys, but potentially it will kind of feed into the whole like social media being used as a search engine more and more where instead of going onto Google maps and just searching like vegan restaurants near me and you can kind of like zoom around, see what you can find, like potentially Instagram's mm. going to be the place for that. And you have a whole visual menu on there. This is so smart. I've been like begging for this <laughs> for ages because you know, if you like use TikTok as a search engine or Instagram mm. as well, and I want to search for like, 
like vegan restaurants, for example, but you can't, or you search mm-hmm. hashtags like hashtag vegan food, but you can't add a location to that hashtag or like add a location yep. to that search because then it's showing me like vegan restaurants in Chicago. And I'm like, that's great, but I'm not in Chicago. So this <laughs> is a really clever update um, and a really good tip mm-hmm. as well, actually, Katie, for brands to kind of utilize yeah. this. Well, that's all that we've got time for today. If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. And if you'd like to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app, we'd really appreciate it. We've been Giraffe Social Media. You've been amazing. And we'll see you next time.